Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. Today, I have a fresh topic for you. Uh, actually surprised over the six years of weekly episodes, we haven't had a discussion on selling products in your practice. And uh, that's going to end today. We have an interview with Paul Timko. Uh, as you'll find out as we interview, many years of experience with some very reputable product lines that uh, chiropractors, physical therapists, trainers uh, have, have notably used uh, for their patients in the clinical setting, but then also potentially uh, sell in their practice. And we dive into today, it's, it's not an episode to try to teach you hard sale tactics and do things you're not comfortable with. But we really talk about strategies uh, of, you know, having product in your practice and, you know, selling yourself on it and, and believing in it and having the evidence informed product line uh, that can be a support system for the patient during their active care plan with you. And then subsequently uh, to help them uh, maintain and improve uh, outside of your office. And I think we all can agree there are certain products, be it, uh, you know, TheraBand tubing and hyperice uh, stuff, and you got even recovery boots. I mean, I, I know we have the Normatech recovery boots in here. We don't sell them, but some, a lot of people use them over the years and pay us to use them here, but then ended up buying them for themselves, uh, particular our triathlete community and our running running community. Uh, and so that's a, obviously a higher end example of a product. But it also can be topical analgesics and pillows and ice packs. There's all kinds of things that can be very supportive for the patient. And we can sell in our practice uh, ethically and, and elegantly. And we dive into that topic today and have um, a lot of good conversation around that. Uh, some strategies, the purpose of it, the, you know, the benefits, some of the features, things like that. And Paul, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet not that long ago and uh, he just has a very good way about him where you don't feel like you're being sold to. And I think that's a skill he's cultivated, and it's a skill that he's helped other practitioners cultivate as well in their practice, and we try to tease that out uh, today. So without further ado, here is my episode with Paul Timko. All right, welcome to the show, Paul. I really appreciate your time today. Excited to jump into a topic that's uh, fresh to the podcast. We've been doing this for six years and we haven't talked about selling products in, in your practice. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about yourself, personally, professionally, kind of your story to give our audience some context and then we'll dive into it. Thanks, Kevin. I've been excited about this the last several weeks since we met officially in Washington, D.C. with our good friend and colleague, Dr. J. So thank you for doing this so quickly. And uh, I certainly seem, seem like I I've known you a long time because I see all the great things you're doing from a, not only from a chiropractic standpoint, but from a, from a marketing standpoint, that kind of, that definitely caught my eye because that's really what my, my passion is. Uh, really two of my passions is working with healthcare, healthcare professionals on practice building and, uh, and certainly marketing. So thanks for having me here today. So. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, this is a thrill. Uh, a little bit about myself. I'll keep it short. Uh, I, I live in Lorain, Ohio. That's where I've, uh, I was, you know, pretty much lived my entire life and, uh, went to school mostly in Ohio at what they call the, 
the Mid-American Conference with, uh, started with Bowling Green. I went to Howie University where I got my business degree and uh, finished up. I got my master's at Kent State, all around business and marketing. I had my, my undergrad in finance. So I'm one of those uh, hybrids of analytical and creative. And it certainly helps me uh, to this very day, especially with topics like selling and, and, and retail within a clinic setting. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. But my family, I uh, have an amazing wife, Missy, and uh, two wonderful daughters. Uh, they keep me busy. Uh, it's really, uh, it's the most exciting part about what I do is that I get to actually bring them into the mix because all the stuff that I do, they certainly are involved in through sports. So I get to tell them all about chiropractic and these great products that I have access to. So I, I do that. Uh, I spend a lot of time with my family and bring them into kind of the business aspects because I've got fun stuff to talk about. So that's really what I, um, I get to do every day. Yeah, no, it's also, you know, it's always fun to, to travel and other folks at these conferences. Like we met in DC for the first time and I tend to meet some good people and have some guests. And we had a really nice lengthy conversation over drinks on, on, I think that uh, Friday night. And we were just kind of diving into some of the thoughts and strategies of, uh, you know, selling products in the practice elegantly, you know, and, and I think that's something that's always a, a concern for chiropractors is, uh, you know, they're concerned about the selling part of it, but it doesn't have to be uh, a big deal. And we're going to dive into a lot of the strategy around it today. But before we do, what I just want to kind of set the, the table a little bit here before we get into the whole strategy of it. But what are some of the most common products you see chiropractors selling in their, in their practice? Yeah. And I've, for the last, I'll give you a little bit of background. For the last 10 to 12 years, my focus actually started with a company called Performance Health, which you may be familiar with. And I, I managed the active care program. So I was, I had, I was fortunate to have exposure to a lot of professional, what I call professional products. So well, um, you know, evidence behind them I was certainly designed and developed for healthcare professionals and chiropractic in mind. So I was able to work with products like TheraBand, Elastic Resistance, and BioFreeze from a topical analgesic standpoint, and a host of other, other products that really were designed to be part of home exercise programs and help people with health and wellness. So that's what I did. And so what, I did that for about seven years. And, and my personal focus was TheraBand and BioFreeze at the time. And then I started my own company called InReach Health. And I did that for about two and a half years. And really the focus was that was helping other companies bring their great products and technology in the right way to chiropractic and rehab and athletic training. So I would help them make sure that they, they didn't just focus on sales. I know this, the topic today is that, that dirty word sales, and I'm not really, we're going to embrace it after this, this, uh, this call today. But, um, what I would do is help them really get a a foundation of selecting the right products and technology that are perfect for that environment, make some fine tuning and adjustment to how it's the education that surrounds it, both for the, the clinician, but also for the clinician to provide to the patient, to make sure it's well-grounded in, as I mentioned, the evidence and how to use it, why to use it. So that way it can be an extension of the clinic and and certainly their path to health and wellness. And so the product, and, and I did that for about two and a half years. And then I merged my company with Stop Pain Clinical, Troy Healthcare. And so I got back into topical analgesics full circle because really that is where my 
core passion is from. That's my focus every day is actually building awareness for topical pain relief solutions versus NSAIDs and opioids. And that goes way back many, many years. Uh, so I'm certainly going to mention uh, topical analgesics and the importance of having them in the clinic. But throughout this kind of journey that I've been on throughout healthcare, there's been certain partners and companies that just, I felt, had the right approach. They, they went about it the right way, and they understood the importance of chiropractic. And so once they check all those boxes, the product's kind of the easy part. As long as they, they're wired the right way to support chiropractors in the right way. So when I think of that, the short list is products like Hyperice uh, with their Hypervolt, you know, vibration and percussion. And really, it can be brand, keep, you know, brand, there's great products across brands. It doesn't have to be, that's just the specific brand that I, I think of. And the reason why is because they surround it with education for clinicians and tools to help chiropractors build their practice. So not just be a product on the shelf. How do you help that patient interact with that product? Why should they interact with the product? And also extend into the community. So that way they're, it's helping that chiropractor word of mouth marketing, uh, providing tools from an outreach standpoint to youth. So making sure that brand is an extension and a complementary aspect to that chiropractic practice. And there's a few others, but I uh, want to get your thoughts and uh, make yeah, sure. No, that, right no, that's great. And I think you mentioned kind of the foundation has to be good products and evidence behind it and something that's congruent with your practice. And I think, you know, ironically, a lot of evidence-informed chiropractors they want to get their patients better quick, quickly and quicker than most. And they want to release them back to the wild and not get injured again, or they want to enhance their uh, healing and, and get out of pain quickly. And sometimes at home stuff is going to be very beneficial for them to achieve that. And, and then, but then they're reluctant to potentially sell those particular at home items uh, in their, in their practice. And so then they release them to the wild into like Walmart and, and Target and, and they end up buying this stuff. Like the, the patients end up buying these things <laughs> and it ultimately it's not reputable or it's, uh, you know, it's just they're, they're price shopping for something that's not going to be as effective. And I, and I just find it ironic. So I think what we need to do is, is put the selling part away just for right now. We'll come back to it in the sense of uh, you don't have to look at it as selling. You're just doing what's right for your patient. 
Um, and so I want to get your thoughts on a little bit of that is like, are you see, do you see a lot of clinics that, you know, they release them out to the wild and they end up buying this stuff off, you know, Amazon or Walmart and it's just not going to behoove them. Yeah, no. And thank you for mentioning those are all great points. And that's, that's really what I focus on is I look at it and yet could walk into any clinic and, you know, whether it's chiropractic or massage or physical therapy, and what we'll find is that they immediately have their arms folded. They're like, oh, I don't want to sell something. I don't, I don't want to focus on selling something. They might have a great shelf and, and certain things. I don't want to, I want to focus on the patient. Mm-hmm. What I always try to explain to them is first and foremost, it's about providing information, uh, information that can be helpful to that patient because they might come in for something completely different, but see something on your shelf or a sign provide, you know, as part of your marketing and, and patient education that either they identify with something that, again, they didn't come in for, maybe it's headaches or migraines or plantar fasciitis, but they came in for lower back pain. So it does help provide immediate solutions that they might not think to bring up because still, still to this day, we know how chiropractic is underutilized. The public is still not as informed as they need to be about all the great things that chiropractors provide. So I think providing products and solutions are a key step to that. And then when I look at it is when you think of continuity, your clinic extends into the community, extends into the home, right? So whatever they're doing in, during that visit, you want to make sure there's no drop off. There's no risk for a bad experience or a different, it doesn't have to be just bad, but a different experience because that can affect outcomes and overall patient experience. So I always use red, I use elastic resistance bands. So for those that don't know TheraBand, they have this trusted progression uh, from yellow, red, green, blue, and I've got to memorize. But why that's important is that when it was designed, a red TheraBand was designed to have a certain level of resistance so their patients wouldn't overextend, wouldn't exert themselves too much, but also how it stretches, you're able to do the full range of motion without having what I call kind of bottoming out or ceiling effects, where it'll just some bands, if you buy them at certain retailers, I won't name any names or certain brands, but they haven't, they haven't focused on the science of what's used in a clinical setting. It might be used in a gym, but a clinical setting, it's, they're very thoughtful about how that band should stretch versus stopping. All of a sudden, there's a hard stop on some, some polymers and some bands. Probably more science than we were anticipating No, today. that's good. we got a science audience, so they can handle it. Yeah, <laughs> so really, and, and I, I'm a big proponent because of my history with bands, but it's a great way to explain to your teams, to your patients, about the importance of red a red band in this clinic can be completely different from a red band at Dick's Sporting Goods or on Amazon because that red band could be 15 pounds of force and it looks exactly the same as that TheraBand and TheraBand's only 3.6 pounds of think, resistance. Yeah, I think, uh, I know we're going to talk a lot about strategies. We'll bounce back into strategies, but I think that's a big one there. Let's talk about it uh, and then we'll kind of zoom back out. But um, education is a strategy of selling that and, and able to actually communicate the the benefits and, and features of, of that product and why it's different. And, and so uh, talk a little bit of, let's, let's dive into it a bit from the educational standpoint. Is that something that you, you guys teach and something that you see the practices and, and, and doctors that are um, doing a good job of this elegantly? Is it because they're communicating well and educating the patient on, on those benefits? Yeah, when I first started doing at what we call an active care, the active care program at the time, it was a 
it was a six to eight hour, you know, course. And then we would actually with, with, I would have a counterpart that was a clinician that was a practice owner talking through the clinical aspects of product and home exercise. Right. So I would do more of the, the business side of, you know, the education of how to, how to provide education for your team, uh, but also for your patients and your community. And so education, the best clinics, uh, after, let's say, you know, we, there was, let's say there was a, a, a zoom meeting, a podcast like this, and we were going through all the best practices. The ones that really uh, kind of hit the ground running are the ones that really embrace not only the education that they bring and, and internalize, that's certainly going to help. Um, and there's tools to help them kind of sustain that and build that over time, but also provide little simple things throughout your clinic to make your life easier and your staff's life easier. And the one example I would show people is that signage, even though you think it's promotional and you think it's salesy again, it's not. It's about providing little points of education to prompt a conversation. So that way education doesn't have to be, hey, remember everything you learned about clinic retail, which is not why you got in this business, right? But work with vent, you know, with uh, companies and partners and vendors that can provide meaningful patient information and education kind of dripped out, but through an old school traditional way of have little shelf talkers, little signage on your countertop or next to a product that says, here's a specialty bundle for tennis elbow for lateral epicondylitis that again, that they're not thinking of. And that's a, a, just a drip of patient education. Mm-hmm. So that way every month they're thinking of what should I focus on this month as a practice owner that I want to educate my community on. I'm, I'll use, this is probably overdone already. I use the pickleball example, fastest growing sport everyone has to talk about, but it is. I mean, it's out there and a lot more people are coming into your practice playing pickleball or tennis or some other sport where they're going to have an overuse or an injury on their elbow or back or wherever it may be. But if you're able to help them connect, the education I want to share most with people is keep it simple and just connect with your audience, with your know your demographics for your, your patients that are coming in and make it personal to them in a good way. Yeah, they're going to talk about the thing that they're in pain about right now at this moment. And they're going to, they know that you're going to help them and you're going to help them with that pain. But if you can, can, if they see something that they can identify with about pickleball, their sport, or maybe someone else in their family's sport or activity, then it starts to make it personal. And that education was just a minute, a second almost, of, of just them consuming those educational tools that you're ready to talk and go deeper with and make sure you're providing a solution that they didn't even come in for. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to piggyback out a little bit and get your thoughts on it uh, so I don't uh, forget. But obviously, I went to D.C. to present and I I love doing that, but I attended the whole thing as well and I learned a ton. And so uh, one of the things I did was I combined what I learned from you and what I learned from Joey Coleman, who also spoke there. And so what we put together was a nice um, kind of gift basket. It's uh, you know it's mm-hmm. good size, and and essentially we put some things in there. And and one of those is is your product, um, a few different uh, versions of it in there. And so one of Joey Coleman's things is is a, is a gift, you know, whether it's the new patient gift or it's the um, you know they're they're being released or you know Jay Greenstein talks about the rewards program through the app. And so we put that in the gift and we're going to give it to the, the new patient that comes in. And, and one of the gifts options is, is your stop pain product. And it's a good talking point as well, because with, you know, especially with a, a topical analgesic, they're going to need more than one. And then 
at a certain point, they'll obviously have to start buying it uh, from us when we get to that point. But it's something that we're introducing to them. It also is a nice gift idea that Joey Coleman talks about with the patient experience. And so uh, off off the top of your head, what are your thoughts on on that little combo strategy? No, I, I certainly love it. I'm biased. Thank <laughs> you for having some stop pain clinical in there. I really think, I mean, it's, it, it's always, and I learned from Joey as well. I'm amazing presenter and I actually bought his book and I bought your book as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through uh, Joey's and I'm, I'm working my way through yours as well. Um, but the, the interesting thing about the gift, the, the key, I look at it as the, the key theme there is taking a moment for that patient and making it personal when possible. And, and it's certainly balancing simple and, and, but making it personal. I, I personally like pain relief. Um, you can certainly add other things to the gift package like you've done. I like, um, with our particular product, there's a few things that I would say look for in other products and brands as well is that we're exclusive to healthcare professionals. So they, they can, it's already kind of personal. They have to come in and get this from you. It's a professional product. Um, and so that, that's something that they can't just get on retailer at retailer on, online. The other thing is that we have two, two formulas. So it's topical pain relief for muscle joint arthritis. So that's got a, obviously a wide net as far as who can benefit from that. And then we have a migraine and headache gel. So what it, one example or one thing that kind of you can build off of or, or personalize is that it is the gift of pain relief. Like certainly they're coming in there for the underlying cause related to that pain. You can encourage them, hey, here's some, here's some additional pain relief in the interim that's easy to use. It's a great alternative to NSAIDs and opioids. But encourage them also, if you know of any other, any other people in your household or any friends that are suffering from pain, please share. Please share these samples. And that becomes, that, that's kind of the, uh, when you look at the practice building aspect of it, that's a great way to have some built-in uh, champion advocate marketers out there fairly early in the process, because you do want to sample, you want, you know, depending on when you provide gifts and samples and those types of things, there's different, different strategies there. But I think really embrace the gift of pain relief because it, it's well aligned with what you do. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also easy for them to share and tell others about because they can't get that particular product anywhere else. Yeah. I'd like to touch on that sample idea. That's historic and a really good entry point into it. And so obviously you could give some you know, smaller samples to that patient comes in. They can try it. They like it. They come back in. They obviously don't want to use it continuously. And it's something that you can educate them on that they can use even when they're out of active care, you know, and they, you know, got that little calf cramp from pickleball and use it on that and, and stuff. It's, it's, that's a nice, seems like a really good strategy to get into, into that product as well. Right. Yeah. You know, say I am uh, certainly, we are, we're built that way that our product it lends itself well to sampling. Um, so I encourage like early, uh, I'm a big proponent of first visit, mm -hmm. you know, certainly setting ex expectations of, I'm not the chiropractor, but you know, I'm preaching to the choir, but as that patient goes home after that first visit or even, you know, even during kind of that last few minutes of the visit, introduce them to topical pain relief, uh, the benefits of it and say, Hey, try some of this. If you have some additional pain or some, uh, some pain that you want managed, hopefully this, this sample packet uh, can not only help them in between visits, but be a good reminder of when they're out of those packets to come back in uh, and to see you again, to get the, the underlying cost for you. So it's a good reminder because again, they got, they're now going to identify that sample 
with you. They got it from you. They can't get it from where else. So that's where, so first visit and then find other points along the way to either introduce them to the patient sizes that you're selling. And one thing I'm, I will talk sales. So you can retail our pro, you know, the stopping clinical for 14 to $15. So it's affordable, it's reasonable and it's HSA, FSA and uh, eligible. So you'll see other products like this, cold packs and other things not only are very affordable and have a benefit to, but also may be HSA, FSA eligible and have some additional savings associated with it. So keep that in mind. So look at products that you can sample um, throughout the process. And then it's the patient's decision. You're not selling. The patient's choice is whether they want to purchase that full-size product for home use. So that's what sampling can help is that if you're really not comfortable asking for you're really strongly recommending a purchase of something, which I'm not actually advocating for, is that the sample will put the decision in the patient's hand to purchase that uh, during one of their future visits. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's the thing. It's like, okay, you know, we are selling here, but it's more of an education-based and letting them make the decision. We're not hard selling them. We're not selling something like, I've seen clinics sell supplements, which are fine but they mark it up like it's, you know, $125 a bottle for, you know, 60 pills and they bought it for 20 bucks or something, you know, like it gets, a, it can get a little out of hand. I think people get concerned about that, but it doesn't have to be like that. There obviously needs to be a markup. So there is revenue, which I want to chat about like one of the benefits, yeah. obviously there's many benefits of selling for the patient. It's going to give them some supportive care, going to give them some care uh, out after their active care plan. As the doctor, it's going to help enhance your results, which is is great. Uh, and then, yeah, there is a a profit aspect of this. It may not. I'm sure you see some clinics that, that do a ton. I'm sure the volume of patients coming in is going to make a difference on that as well. But that is an inherent benefit. And we we run a business. We should be okay with profits. We should be okay with making money. Uh, it helps us uh, obviously thrive. And then, if we're thriving as the owner doctor, then we're, we're able to serve our patients even better because our headspace is better. I think that's something I probably need to have 20 podcast episodes on where the doctor owner's headspace is so messed up because of the financial stress of not doing great that it seeps into their quality of care in a lot of ways, but that's a, that's a different set of episodes. Um, but there, there is the potential of some more revenue and profits on that. Uh, I just want you to touch base real quickly on the sales tax aspect because as a service-based industry, a lot of us don't worry about sales tax too much. Uh, where should we start to think about that when we start selling products? Yeah, certainly. And sales tax, um, it's one of those things where um, just like retail, uh, it, it feels uh, retailing a product, it feels like, oh my gosh, it's, there's so much, it's too much. Like it, it's too much to handle, too much to take on right now. But it is one of those things, once you kind of do your due diligence, uh, which is not a lot, um, you're over the hump and it's just kind of a regular thing that you're taking care of. It doesn't take up much time at all. The, what I recommend for that, because I did have my own business and I was, I was retailing clinical products is even though you're already established as a business or maybe you're not, maybe you're, you're getting ready to open up your practice, um, talk to your local small business, uh, yeah, SBA. And they usually have a tax resource right there that can help you with that. There's some nuance with it because in your in this particular space, some of these products are tax exempt. Um, yep. Like in most states, uh, topical analgesics are actually tax exempt. So look locally, uh, look 
do some search online and, and and as you know with searching online make sure you're you're checking multiple sources and look for the you know the most well resourced um areas and names that you recognize from a credibility standpoint um but i think the sba is if you're really trying to understand what to do exactly right for sales tax set up a meeting with your your sba tax resource and do some research online about what products ultimately need to where you need to capture sales tax. And then it just becomes a regular process of whatever products those are, of getting them set up in your system from a pricing standpoint, keeping track of your sales tax and making your regular payments um, on those. It, it is one of those things once it, it seems like a lot. And I do recommend keeping your offering. If you're just getting started, you don't have to have thousands of products. I mean, get the ones that you, you're most passionate about uh, get the ones that fit with how you practice and the services you provide that are complementary and what I call layered that you can that you can certainly layer into your everyday um, visits, you know, with your patients, and that you feel one hundred percent confident this is the right thing for a patient to use at home as well. So the sales tax part is my my advice is again, you know, talk to your SBA and look online, credible sites. You can reach out to me too, you know, uh, not that I'm a local expert in every, everybody's, you know, town across the country, but I'm uh, happy to help uh, through our, just our regular ongoing support to our clinic practices. Yeah. yeah I think there's a lot of it state-based too. So check with that. Yeah. Um, something that you talked about as being a hundred percent, you know, on your, you know, I kind of bought in on what you're selling. I think that's a huge component of selling, right? Is you got to sell yourself first. And so I think a great strategy is to make sure you're using what you sell and, and try it out, give it, you know, a good uh, due diligence. And, and then once you're sold on it, then you don't feel like you're selling to other people. You're just like, yeah, of course you would, would want this. Right. And so uh, I like your part of that. Other thing I wanted to touch on before I forget was, do you ever have any clinics uh, like maybe put their clinic logo information like a little sticker or something on on your product or other products uh, so that it's like laying around the house and they see that or what are your thoughts on that yeah i i usually recommend um not doing that on products specifically um but surrounding it we help our practice owners like provide marketing tools that they can co-brand and we can actually help with that process um, oh nice things that can help deliver like i the one example i always Use. I know this is an audio only, so I'll try to describe it the best that I can. Yeah. But think of when you check into a hotel and they got the the hotel card holder. Yeah. So we design those the whole perfect size for our packets and perfect size to slip in a, a business card as well. Mm -hmm. So that way, and we can actually put inserts in there with QR codes that are custom to your your location information on your website or a place that you want. You know, you could have a free fifteen dollar. Normatech compression service, inter introductory Normatech compression service. Like, so we can help build and customize those things, even if they're not specific, you know, that just to our products, we can help kind of, you know, put those tools together. So I usually, not to say you shouldn't do any private label or put your logo on anything. There's just certain products that are FDA regulated that I would say don't change the actual label or product mm -hmm. itself, because there's yeah. certainly, um, there's certainly sense. regulations that we follow, but, um, there's certainly a good way, a right way to do it when you're private labeling certain products. Um, but in the meantime, uh, with our products and, and some of the partners that we work with, we can help you surround it with your brand as part of the education and the delivery of uh, the product from a sampling and marketing standpoint. 
That's great. Do you have any clinics that are uh, selling it on their website online? We do. Yeah, we do. Even though our product is not available, we don't sell directly to consumers. We only sell through through clinics. Um, So what we do is when it comes to clinical practice, you're your website pretty much stays local, right? And the way that yep. Google works is that it's going to, it's, it certainly weights things towards local search, right? So uh, we encourage you uh, to have it on your website. We can help you again with, you know, you know, not only putting the product images on there, the right images, great images, but also great content to help with local search as well. And then we can also help hook in and connect you with other brands that that are complementary to what we do. And, and certainly we, we don't know, we don't necessarily, we're not experts in every single brand, but there's a host of brands that we, we feel are really good for chiropractic that we can, we try to make my, the whole theme here is that I pers- I love this, pro- I love these products, these brands, because I've used them, done my research and my due diligence, diligence on them. And I know that I can work with them to get the right support for our chiropractic partners. And that's where I can, that's where we focus and, and try to make sure we give you a good solution for online as well. Perfect. Awesome. Is there any other strategies that I didn't touch on that you, you want to make sure you mention? I know we hit a, quite a few there, but I know if there's anything else you're seeing that uh, docs are just doing a really elegant job and effective of selling products and ultimately their patients are benefiting from it. Yeah, I, I think just a, a couple other key points to kind of round it out. I think we hit on the, on the main ones, but I think the, and you kind of mentioned this is that look for genuine, authentic ways to also bring the use of the product into the visit. Don't force, don't force it, but you'll find once you, once you look at certain protocols with products and I'll use an obvious one, which you guys are probably well aware of, like think of like uh, the uh, SFMA guys, they, they'll do like a scrape tape and move. Um, So they'll use like, instrument-assisted soft tissue in clinic, but then they'll use a topical analgesic as part of the emollient that they're using. They'll finish it off with kinesiology tape, maybe spray over some stopping clinical spray. So that, but again, all of that, it layers in, adds value, improves the overall experience and outcome. So it's, and it's low cost. Those using those, each one of those elements across that visit for that five, 10 minutes is very low a very low cost investment, but it also now introduces that patient to use those things at home and makes that overall process for, for uh, purchasing and selling at home. And, it, and it's something they can certainly tell their friends and family about and other athletes about, say, hey, look, I got this here. And really you'll find that I don't, you know, it's a competitive dif- differentiator. So I encourage in clinic use when possible. And then last but not least is find ways to do those things in your community as well, both with, you know, and I'm sure you guys are already doing it, but, you know, find ways to bring those, those professional tools with you to your referral, you know, to your referral uh, community environment, you're running events. Uh, we can support that too. We can help you kind of plan out and provide some samples for running events and community events, fire departments, those types of things. And then also other, other physicians, you know, physicians, doctors, rehab professionals, athletic training, and so on. Certain products are great introductions and for ways to, for them to introduce their patients or their athletes to you. And we like to provide solutions on that too. So these are the kind of conversations we are always on demand, ready to have with 
Whether you're a current customer or not of Stop Being Clinical, we're, we're available for these types of conversations and those are the type of best practices we like to share. I'd also like to learn from, from all of you and your listeners as well um, so we can keep getting better at what we do. Perfect. I love it. And so uh, we'll wrap this puppy up here a little bit. This was great information. Obviously, we could, like you said, do a six to eight hour course on this stuff. So maybe one day we'll do that together. Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about the product line that you guys do have and then how they can find out more about it. Yeah. So uh, Stopping Clinical, we're one of the, one of the probably very rare, I'll just say that, of a company that actually owns the topical analgesic brand and does all the formulation and manufacturing under one roof in, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. So we specialize 100% in the development of topical analgesics. So an FDA regulated facility, we have gel spray and roll on for the muscle joint arthritis pain product. It has, you know, 10% menthol, but the unique, so that's the active ingredient we all know about from a long history with some other products. Um, but menthol is the one that has the most evidence as far as attaching to the pain receptors and gate control theory and all that fun science. And then uh, we added glucosamine, eucalyptus oil, and peppermint oil. So it has a very soothing experience. And the gel is phenomenal. If you, um, it's, this was before my time at Stop Pain Clinical. They developed it really to be able to use effectively in the clinical setting. So the gel is crystal clear. It leaves no residue. It's not tacky. It's not sticky. You can tape right over top of it once it dries. And, the, and the, even the scent will not linger. So it's a really nice technology um, that they've done. And that, that's only available through healthcare professionals. And the, the hidden gem, which I wish it wasn't hidden, is the migraine headache gel. Uh, it's the only one approved for topical pain relief, uh, suboccipital, back of the neck, behind each ear. And it, I don't suffer from migraine headaches, but this, is, this has now become a passion project for me because of, unfortunately, 40 million in the U.S. alone suffer from migraine headaches. And... You know, three, uh, basically 80% of those that suffer from migraines are females. Mm -hmm. So it's disproportionately affects women. So it's one of those things that um, I want to make sure I get the word out. So it's, it's a new, relatively new product. It's hard to kind of get the word out about it because it's the only one out there. Uh, and we, we work primarily again through healthcare professionals. So that would one, that'd be one that I would encourage everybody to definitely reach out. And uh, we'll send out samples to make sure that uh, everybody has an opportunity to try it and share it with family and fr uh, friends that are suffering from migraine headaches. Perfect. Awesome. And uh, how can they find out more? Oh, yeah. Reach out to me. My email uh, is the best way. Uh, you can certainly go to stoppingclinical.com. Just the key thing is it's always stopping clinical and it's one P and stopping. Everybody wants to sneak in that extra P for stop pain, but it's actually just one P, stoppingclinical.com. And my email is P-T-I-M-K-O at StopPainClinical.com. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. This was great. And, uh, I look forward to running into you again in person and having more conversations about products and, and what you got going on. Now, I loved it. Uh, thank you for doing this. I appreciate the time and I look forward to seeing you soon.